episode 50 of Hero Hero Kobikamilo Podcast, we have the legendary Takahara Suiko all the way from Japan. Um, just kidding, all the way from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. If you have been a fan of Takahara Suiko from day one and you're wondering how she got her name and how she became the person and the musician that she is today, then this episode is for you. Enjoy episode 50. Wow, we've come a long way, huh? Of Hello Hello Kobe Camilo Podcast with Takara Suiko. Good morning, this is Hello Hello Kobe Camilo Podcast. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> with Takara Suiko, the legendary Takara Suiko. Hello, 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 hello. hello. <laughs> tak ada Milo, tak ada kopi, hanya ada air <laughs> kosong. Who is Takara Suiko and how young is she? Mm. How would you describe yourself? How does it feel like to be the Takahara Suiko? How does it feel like? <laughs> Feels like shit. Um, <laughs> who is Takahara Suiko? Mm. Taka, Takahara Suiko is a fake name that I use online for online purposes. Originally because um, I got sexually harassed when I was 12 online. Shit. So I was like, okay, let's not put out your real name or your real age. Right. And uh, at that time also, I was like watching a lot of Cut Captain Sakura. Mm. Do you know Cut Captain Sakura? I've no, okay, it's an anime basically. Okay. <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah, and that's how Taka came to be, sort of. Just use that as an online presence and then sort of like stick. But also, why I decided to stick with it is because I like the separation between my personal life and my mm. music life. Yeah, like your. Persona Like your stage yeah. name Sort of yeah. right does it, does it bring a specific meaning Takara Suiko No or No, no yes. meaning whatsoever Okay How how young were you When you decided You were influenced By this Japanese culture Like I realised like hmm. you, you even read Japanese right Yes read I can and speak. speak Yeah Because cool. yeah. I studied there You studied there In like uh, College days Yes Okay So before that You were already influenced It was the anime Yeah it was the anime okay. When I was 12 Um I mean, everyone watched Dragon Ball and Doraemon apa semua tu, but Captain Sakura was like, it's a it's a cutesy, it's what people call shoujo anime, which is meant for girls. Mm. So upon seeing it, oh, you know, after Sailor Moon, like what's next? And so Captain oh. Sakura was there. So it's a continuation. Was a yeah. Okay. Like not not the from the actual series lah. Just, oh right right right. You know, it's another anime. Cham. Oh, rupanya ada banyak lagi anime kan. You know, in the in the world and mm. so yeah. From that point on, there's no going back. <laughs> and then and then with music, right? Mm. How young were you when you started started diving or maybe listening, mm-hmm. enjoying listening to music? I think. Apa? Ah? My earliest memory of music is. I remember I participated in a concert dekat Tadika mm. and you know I was like dancing on the concert pakai makeup apa semua tu my mother put like red, bright red lipstick on me I was wearing like a skirt um, I think before that or after that I remember dekat Tadika kita nyanyi it's a small small world na 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 ah uh, that that song yeah that is I enjoyed singing it but I think everyone did. Mm. Yeah, it's a budak-budakan. See, I just don't know But my first, I think my first uh, memory of delving into sort of music composition in a way is when I was nine. Damn. I was nine. That was back then. It was 1999, and what to do? The monophonic mm. phone now, macam Nokia, but like 
way earlier than Nokia. Right. So my my dad had a Samsung monophonic phone, and then in there there's a there's a composer app. They don't call it app back then. Uh, and benda tu boleh macam you can compose your own ringtones. Yeah, okay. yeah, using that thing. I think I remember. I can recall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and because um, Chana, I I wasn't sent to mu- music school by my mm. parents because they feel like Chana was why waste money? We don't have piano anywhere at the house. Yeah. Um, so that was macam when I discovered that thing. It it macam oh best jam dah lah ni boleh like mine and that and I didn't know that that was called composition but now that I think of it macam I was actually composing shit mm. like when I was nine macam on the phone and yeah. but it's not like conventional piano keyboard lah right. yeah so that's that's it so you got started lah <laughs> yeah okay and then um what what do you study in in Japan though? Electronic engineering diploma. Oh, okay. So, so was that like a conscious decision as well? Macam okay, mm. electronic. Um, oh, okay, it, macam it, macam like everyone else, like they macam mm. sort of tiba buat something just because. I think be, because during my my macam my batch mm. yeah, like 1990s and how old are you? I'm I'm two years younger than you. Two years younger. 92. Okay, batch kita lah kau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where our parents have like imposed on us. Where you should be engineer, doctor, and so my mother wanted me to be. I actually wanted to be a doctor when I was small. Then I learned that my cousin, who is a doctor, she's still studying, and she said that kalau nak study doctor kena study tujuh lapan tahun. I was like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm not gonna waste my time on that. And then I moved on to engineering. Like in my head, I I always had the fascination in chemistry mm. and also jam tinkering with jam rosak ke kopi, radio rosak ke kopi, and. Wow. Um, and then so okay, what's what's the combination of those two? So chemical engineering, ah, at least my mother will still be happy. It's still like one of the two fields. And then I actually told her, I still remember, I told her, "Kita asrama lo." So I call her on the phone, ma. I don't want to be a doctor. I want to be a chemical engineer. I said, okay, as long as you do whatever you want, as long as you're happy. Konnya, konnya, as long as it's in the field then. Yeah. Oh, actually, before that, she wanted me to be a dentist oh, because shit. I wore braces. Okay. Lepas tu, our our dentist, dia macam ada klinik sendiri and dia buka tutup klinik sendiri kau sekati yau. So macam jadi a dentist cepat buat duit like satu, one mouth you get like seven thousand. One mouth. One mouth seven thousand and then like you can cuti anytime you want. I was like, okay, I'm not. I don't like digging into people's mouths. Yeah. Um, and then I told her about chemical engineering. So, um, benda tu cakap bawa bawa until the Japanese, the chemical engineers. Okay, let's study chemical engineering in Japan. And then um, uh, I I went through a two year prep program. Mm. Sebelum di Jepun, and so we had to learn like Japanese for two years. Alright, this was after high school. This was after okay. school lah, nengah. Um, and then wait, what happened? Oh, um. I discovered that shit. <laughs> this is difficult. I don't know why, but I went with electronic engineering instead. Yeah, oh. instead of chemical engineering. Um, I think because one of the reason I think was because there are so many other friends, you know, friends of mine that are already taking chemical engineering, mm. and I don't want to be in the same school as them. Right. And also my seniors yang ambil chemical engineering because I want to go to a school where I can like survive on my own. Mm. And that's why I did. I chose the school yang tak ada senior langsung. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, I want to go to this school. And you know, electronic engineering is like, okay, I, I, I guess I'm still fascinated by it. Mm. So I took that. Mm. And then 
to some extent, I regretted it, <laughs> like not having seniors. Oh yeah. But it but it pushed me to like survive on my own. Yeah, it's 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 a lot harder. You don't have anyone yeah. to latch on to, right? Yeah. It's like imagine like in the entire daerah Petaling, you are the only Malaysian. Wow. Ah, uh, or the entire Lembah Kelang. Is it that big? Probably lah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're the only Malaysian. It's fun. It's fun. Borak dengan like macam macam kampung, macam macam jual sayur, macam. Yeah, kita sekarang. Is it the Japanese culture as we know it, like the macam politeness and all? Yeah. That, yeah. That that side of ten things. times. Yeah. <laughs> ten Because times. like the city yeah. side Tokyo macam a bit mm. harsh and a bit mm. macam fast paced. They so are fast paced, but they're still polite. They're yeah. still super polite. Okay. Like it's, it's almost crippling, cripplingly polite, where macam. They would talk all the nice shit in front of you, and then at the back, like kutuk like crazy. Oh. I think that's that's a that's an Asian thing. Uh. Ah, yeah, we yeah. just like we don't show our emotions in front. We just mm. hide, mengumpat. <laughs> and then with music, was that the first like when you took it seriously? Was were you in Japan? Like, ke macam mm. the con- the sequence was like the um, the phone, mm. and then. In high school, you dah macam started off with uh, all the other apps and stuff. I mean, back then, uh, there apps. Takde, takde. Yeah, yeah. That is the only thing. Okay. And also, um, or maybe instruments. No, 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 because the 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 trajectory is dah okay, dah tiga yang the phone and dah jenam belajar recorder, and that is when when I got bored with the songs that the teacher taught. I was like, try cari lagu-lagu Hindustan and then main now. Dia semua macam Eh boleh aku main lagu ni Macam so, okay okay Cari-cari jadi And then when I was 15 mm. I was at Asrama Since form 1 uh. My entire sekolah mendengar So I I can't remember why Nor do I know why My father bought me A keyboard Like an electronic keyboard mm-hmm. Yamaha eh Casio Casio ke Yamaha And I've never told my entire family About me Liking You know Music or whatever mm. Sebab um, every time I go raya to my friend's house before that lah To any of my friend's house yang ada piano The first thing that I go to is their piano Not their parents So <laughs> salam-salam macam main piano dulu And then baru pergi salam kan Oh yeah yeah um, So I, you know no one I think my father shouldn't know that mm-hmm. But he bought me a, a, a keyboard anyway for my birthday And then I couldn't play lah sebab Gia asrama kan Macam main yeah. kerja lah waktu cuti And then and then pergi balik asrama And then when I was 17 of uh, uh, you know someone a, a schoolmate brought a guitar to asrama it's actually a, an illegal item but she brought it anyway and then nampak macam oh coolnya benarlah ni and then try main lah try minta dia ajar and then it's like so difficult because of the metal strings uh. so ah sakitnya tangan main lah ni kan and then I sort of gave up but also it was leading up to SPM so we had to oh, put everything aside okay. and then I think leading up to SPM, SPM, um, I asked my mother, Ma, can I buy a guitar kapok? Mm. I saw a guitar. <laughs> I saw a guitar. <laughs> la, 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 la. Um, guitar kapok ada kat like some mini supermarket. Mm. Mini supermarket, like a mini market somewhere. Dekat, it's a, it's a small town now, dekat asrama tu. So, ada guitar RM70. Mm. <coughs> And then I asked my mother, Ma, can I buy this? I would share my money with my brother who was in uni at that time. Mm. But my brother was in Perak and I was in Melaka. But I just I just told her that lah, macam I wanna you know consider and then buy this guitar. And yeah. I kata no, you have to focus on your studies. Okay, fine. Habis SPM tu, balik rumah cuti beberapa bulan kan. I played the keyboard as a retaliation. I played the keyboard every night on full volume like crazy. 
Oh, just to just get macam, attention. Yeah, to get, you know. <laughs> yeah. This is what you did to me. You didn't let me buy guitar. Okay, fine. No, oh, rah, rah, rah. And it was like a lot of a lot of things came out yeah. during those like few months. And um, yeah, and then after that, when I went to Japan, oh, uh, actually when I went to the prep school, I start. I wanted. I asked my mother again, Ma, can I buy guitar? They got no, mm. and then um, okay, fine. And then I went back to the shop. There's a shop nearby, and then I saw there's a there's a ukulele, hundred and fifty ringgit, I think, at the time. Then I just bought it, and it seemed out. I hid the ukulele for one year without my mother knowing. Wow. And the only way she discovered the only reason why she discovered it was di tengah macam kemas like my almari, and then just like masukkan baju, and then macam Boom, and then by that time I already bought like a mandolin oh <laughs> acoustic yeah. bass a guitar yeah. tapi macam dah terlambat lah it's yeah. like already one year ni macam mampus lah yeah. dia tak bagi dia tak bagi beli gitar sebab dia kata leceh nak bawa pergi Jepun hmm. I'm like okay fine then I'll buy ukulele then can bring anywhere what so that means you from then on you were always experimenting lah yeah but famously known for your DIY approach right yeah you, are, you don't follow structure and then yep. and then you uh, you also prefer phone apps over um over hmm. like recording like DAWs right actually it depends on my con- the convenience hmm. uh, uh. at one point I used to I used to just like do things on phone apps hmm. when I when I used to have a an iPod mm. my iPod was stolen waktu tengah umrah weh zalim ah macam wah kurang kat Mekah kot okay so after that i just like stop sort of like stop um, using music apps on mm. the phone ah tapi ada 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 one point macam i start downloading back and then try to try, try. Uh, but i think it would be easier for me to compose songs on Like instruments because it's readily there, mm. and also Ableton lah. It's much easier. Right. It's like drag, drop, drag, drop, drag, drop, drop. Yeah. Mm. When was your first um, point where you downloaded and bought Ableton? Was it a few like recently or? Ke? No. Um. I learned. I discovered Ableton mm. or DAWs and Digital Audio Workstation. <laughs> uh. And I, I discovered a door when I joined when I signed to KGE. Oh, yeah, saya saya untuk KGE and I saw the the yeah? <laughs> the Anas uh, Anas punya podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, I, She I mentioned you in it. Yeah. He mentioned you. Yeah. I saw. I was like, oh, <laughs> he still remembers. Okay. So um, I discovered that I discovered mm. proper music production through KGE Anas and Kemal Kemal at that time. Because before that, how I produce music, I didn't know it was called music production. How produce music was just like record shit layers and then just like stack come up mm. into like I used to do like video format punya tu so macam ada satu video tu ada like banyak banyak split screen bukan yeah. split screen lah banyak banyak tu kan and that was how I produce music mm. back then but after joining KGE and then belajar Ableton belajar Logic semua tu macam oh my god this is so fun yeah. like one one software can have like thousands of Sounds and mm. instead of just like one instrument, yeah. and so yeah, I, I basically went crazy after learning Ableton. Yeah. Yeah. How how did, how how was it like working with Anas? Because mm. from from his explanation, like you knew mm. what you want from the start. Mm. You you were creative and you knew you even knew how to record your vocals like specific way like. Mm. 
Like kena diri sikit You know mm. you, don't, you don't you don't like doing it The normal way You know mm. You have your own way Because mm. you have done it um, DIY kan mm. So how how is it How does Anas help In the process I think Anas help in Organizing My thoughts musically mm. In a way macam Teaching bukan, Dia bukannya directly teaching Macam what, Music production 101 No he doesn't do that Just like dia orang tengah buat something And I was just like Korang buat apa tu right. You know Menyebok like every time and, um, But working with Anas Because it was my first time Basically collaborating With another person mm. Sebab sebelum ni Macam semua buat sendiri and So I have like A specific Thing in my I just want this sound I just want that sound I want this Gitar busuk sound mm. Which I can't even Differ between like A a 5,000 ringgit fender And it's the same To me it's the same yeah. <coughs> So Anas taught me The details In that mm. by simply by me observing him, uh, how Anas helped is because it was our first time, mm. my first time collaborating with another person when mm. it comes to my songs, mm. and it's like macam having an outsider macam touching my baby mm. sort of. Uh, kenapa kau buat benda lah tu? You know, our, there was like a lot of moments like that, but it's just me needing to get used to. This is how people work when they when when they work together. This is a collaboration. Because I I used to be like a horrible team player, <laughs> a very very bad team player. So bila ada that opportunity macam to collaborate with KGE or Anas, it's like a learning curve for me. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. that I need to let go of my baby so that this person can polish, uh, clean the baby, pakaikan diaper, pakaikan baju, see. that kind of thing. So yeah, um, it was difficult at first, but then because of that experience, it taught me to macam okay, I need to. I need to consider that these people might be right, and then like, mula macam contohnya ada a few songs that that he did on the album that I dislike his choices, his choices that I dislike. But tapi macam bila dengar like few months later macam oh okay that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just because I didn't know better. Yeah. And then after that it's okay okay. And yeah okay yeah. and then from KGE lepas tu that's when the Red Bull Music Academy happened. And yep. So mm. was that the sequence? KGE lepas tu Red Bull? Yeah, and sort of. Sort and of then uh. how was the experience like? RBMA. Yeah, um, it was great. It was the best. I have to say the, it It opened up so many doors and so many perspectives mm. that I never saw. Macam, um, it opened me up to more collaborations. I'm more open to collaborations because I didn't know how to comfortably collaborate with another person. Mm. But then when I went there and we just like Okay, basically the it's a two week boot camp of sort, where it has like some lectures from the industry people. Like, ada what tu tu ada, siapa ah cardinal official ada Iggy Pop ada Biok like second term ada Biok ah I didn't uh. I didn't go to second term. So every day we have like two lectures and then malam kita akan ada we will watch our apa one of our participants other participants perform. So mm. everyone will perform. Each night in different venues in Montreal, oh. so we get to like, macam city hopping juga ah, mm. every night. Uh, but the studios there are like eleven, eleven studios, one live room and ten like normal apa control room studio with iMac complete with Logic Pro, Ableton, apa semua tu kan. All those are open 24/7. So every time lepas lecture, macam uh, lecture habis And then the next lecture start and it take like two hours more orang kalari ni atas jambu. Even like the ten minute gap pun macam, wey aku nak gis siapkan try ni and everyone's like crazy just like churning things out. And by the end of the two weeks, 
uh, we came up with 150 songs Shit. collectively lah. Oh, okay. Bukan together macam orang ni buat. Yeah, yeah. Which was fun lah. Which was so fun. Um, and from that experience, I learned how to how I collaborate comfortably is mm. just macam okay, aku buat nalar ni, then kau boleh masuk, and then mm. kau boleh masuk. Just like, and I already had like a a bunch of friends that I'm already used to mm. when it comes to collaboration. So, but some people like some collaborations may require macam eh boleh aku buat mendalah ni boleh tak aku buat mendalah tu and i was a bit uncomfortable with that and with the the collaboration that i did with uh gi dengan eddie lontalias right sorry Lont- yeah lontalias yeah, yeah, lontalias yeah, yeah. and uh, gpu panic mm. um and so also new just please new zealand right new zealand yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's based in la oh okay um yeah the collaboration i did with them was like uh it was It felt natural. Mm. Mm. It felt like it was like a natural flow. It's like being friends with each other first, mm. because we have like time. Uh, what to? Kita makan semua tu. Semua orang akan like makan on different tables and just like borak with everyone. And that's how, that's how the connection happened. That's how the chemistry happened. What to sesi borak borak tu? Yeah. So whatever happened in the studio, it was natural because kita borak borak waktu tengah makan. Mm. Yeah, they got to know each other, right? Yeah. Mm. So with the Venetian Solitude, right? Yeah. Um, how do you? Pick the live performers. Are they your friends? I basically got my bandmates from the label oh, because right. um, the same bandmates perform for Isaac mm. and Ami Jahari at that time. So we're just like, okay, uh, there's uh, Anas, the guitarist, and then Pito, the bassist, and then Kemat as a sampler synth guy, yeah. and Ruvi main drums, and the other two main xylophone. So I got them, and then. After even after I left the label, Ruvi, Ruvi kemat, Ruvi kemat stayed with me. Mm. And Pito macam waktu tu dah kahwin dah dana, so macam he had to like yeah. uh, dismiss himself from the band lah, yeah. uh, in a way. I was like I understand. And then Anas dah pindah keke waktu tu, so I needed a you know macam new bandmate sort of. And then at that time also, it's mostly from circle of friends of kemat and Ruvi. Mm. Uh, that I know the the bandmates now. Macam uh, Kemak dan Ruvi new Bijan, which is our sound engineer slash music director. Mm. He's a great human being. He owns Atas by Bijan Effects. Uh, he he brought in Adam as a, a synth bassist. Mm. Synth bassist. And there's a plenty of other too. Um, yeah, I think it was just a, there was six of us. Oh, and Karena, sorry, yeah, Karena guitarist. Um, yeah, and then we just like. That's how we knew each other, lah. Like from circle of friends of their friends. Like I don't know, to, I don't know a lot of musician friends. And Ruvi went to UITM studying music, so he he, he has, you know they have a connection lagi besar lah. Yeah. And Kemat one. So yeah, that's how I know the. And the, the lineup stuck yeah. true lah until today. Uh. Okay, so you call yourself an independent musician in a way, right now. I would now. say that. If people ask me that, but I wouldn't like explicitly say, "Hey, I'm an indie musician. Or I'm an independent musician." I won't. No. I'm just going to say, "I'm a musician. I don't have a label." If you ask me, I have a label or not? I'm not. I'm not going to say I have a label. Lah, tuja lah. Okay. So, I, so that means with your music publishing, right? Mm. Like Spotify mm. and like all the other streaming platforms. Mm. Do you think like what you're getting paid through the distribution mm. platform is it fair? How do you see that right now? I think in the age of change, in the age of technology now, yeah. and especially Spotify is planning on opening up, like distribution to artists in a way that 
kita boleh direct download without going through aggregators mm. macam tune tune core tune ke core, CD yeah. baby kan which is a great great move by Spotify I used to hate Spotify because they pay musicians very very low mm. you know fee yeah. bukan fee macam royalty kan compared to Apple Music and and I found out that YouTube pays even worse but because YouTube you can monetize yeah Yeah, so that that's not really a concern to me. I don't I don't monetize my my songs. I feel like, uh, besalahnya mana lagi. So when um, I think by knowing the aggregators, like how to upload, just how to upload to Spotify. If you Google that, then you you get like tutorials and step by step on mm. how to upload. You know how to use aggregators, tune calls, CD Baby, semua tu. So I don't think having a label in this day and age. Um, you know Macam Membuahkan hasil Membuahkan hasil But in a way The only way That a label works Or should work In this um, Climate Is that We use their connection hmm. To spread the music right, right, yeah, On yeah. ground Yeah on ground Basically macam On on radio On on mainstream media lah Because let's say Macam Alex CBH hmm. He yeah. has All Me. he needed Was Spotify Yeah Soundcloud and Spotify So macam He has proven that, and a lot of there are a bunch of Spotify musicians, Spotify based. only musicians or yeah. SoundCloud rappers, and they they didn't need a label. Yeah, yeah, and a label, macam they have to sort of evolve lah mm. to fit the the needs of an artist nowadays. Mm. Mm. And then um, with with you. Like, do you publish regularly, or do you? I mean, do you publish and then do you check your sort of incentive regularly? Because I heard uh. it is um, on every Friday or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Like Ideally, yeah. it's it's ideal for you to release music on Fridays. Mm. That's why the plan high blend to banyak gila yeah. orang keluar lagu macam ah, uh, this is actually dangerous. Because it's a cycle, right? That's where they count the plays from. And then they pay you accordingly. Something. Okay, like that. that one I'm not sure of. Okay. But what I know is why people release music on Friday is because in Malaysia at least there's new music Friday, new music the Friday. Got playlist. Ah, right. the playlist. So people want to get onto that playlist. But because everyone is doing that now, so it becomes like oversaturated. Yeah. So, I'm sure you release the song on mm. another day, and I never. I never get to delve into that because what to 2014 when we released the album. There wasn't those things. Mm. Spotify, Spotify wasn't that structured. It didn't have. I don't think it had playlists. Um, just like, like everyone uploading their discography on Spotify. But nowadays, when there's like playlists, and you know that you get the reach mm. if you get your song on a playlist. Um, yeah, that's the yang orang tu And I didn't have the time to delve into that because like my side project, Viona solo project. Um, I just upload it Macam pakai CD Baby or whatever And they just upload whenever mm. I don't know when yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't focus on the Friday thing lah Because I didn't know at that time But now that I know And then there's the Oversaturation pula I might not go down that road yeah. Releasing it on a On a Friday But yeah uh, For our TVS TVS punya second album Probably like We're gonna re- release like one Every time we release a single We release a song on Spotify We're not gonna release the album on Spotify mm. Because we want people We still want people to come down to gigs And buy the album Because the physical album is like Oh yeah. lawanya Yeah yeah you know, But with albums Do you think like people still listen to CDs Or are you guys looking into printing vinyls? 
ke macam vinyl is too much hmm. is too expensive i mean um vinyl said dia punya like niche and people will buy yeah. especially if it's a local product um, right. and Razi Teenage Head Records told me that like said so jugalah sebab dia kata macam i'm going to print 300 vinyl you know copies for for your second album and i kata macam ada kau nak beli and i kata macam orang beli tak kau orang beli sebab they will you know some some vinyl collectors they just buy because it's a special edition record store day yeah uh, so they just buy it they're not going to listen to it <laughs> they're just going to buy it yeah. and i'm like okay sure why not capitalism um but uh, to i think to independent bands mainly CDs still sell mm. like Masdo Iqbal M Hectic a lot of their CDs still sell and because most of their crowd most of the audiences they go to gigs mm. like LXTBH they listen to LXTBH when they drive when they go somewhere they listen to it on their headphones on their phones but with Iqbal M Hectic Masdo Pesemu Hujan people go to their life performances for for the experience and they want that and they bought the CD as a sort of like an afterthought mm. and also because macam it's a memento that yeah. I went to this gig it was so good I bought the CD it's not so much of listening to the CD right? it's yeah like it's like a item. it's like a merch uh, yeah, in a way yeah. uh, we've 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 learned to approach that mm. macam it's merch so yeah. in order to make this merch sell we should make it pretty lah yeah uh, So uh, and even like kereta sekarang pun ada yang kereta I think kereta Beza ke Myvi CD. yang dah tak ada CD player. Dah tak ada CD player. Ah, so macam apa? Yeah, that's why. What do thinking? Ah, but just gonna we're just gonna sell it as a as a merch. Uh, mm. So sort of, uh. okay, what will be the greatest challenge you you yourself feel as a musician right now? Hmm. In general, it could be in Malaysia or in general. I think my greatest challenge would be macam transitioning from physical to digital mm. yeah because i still have a soft spot in physical items macam cd or cassette because i grew up in we grew up in that era yeah and i dislike spotify because of the royalty pay apple pay it's, it's very small it's very little mm. and macam what's what's her face taylor swift what's her face <laughs> taylor swift <laughs> macam she didn't put up her songs on streaming Spotify. platforms um, for like two months or how berapa bulan lah baru dia upload ke streaming platforms and mm. she make sure she sell a certain amount yes, first uh, right. and macam we are looking towards that as well mm. I know that it's it's harmful for us mm. and we sort of need to transition to to you know Spotify only because a lot of people macam eh bila lagu ni ada Spotify macam tak ada boleh lah macam oh ya ke oh yeah. and then sebab orang duduk jauh kan I understand I understand that But yeah, it's still uh, that is still a difficult transition mm. for me personally, because mm. I only recently use Spotify. I've been avoiding Spotify for many, 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 many years. It's about other because most of the songs that I listen to are bands from another some random country mm. and tak dalam Spotify. Oh. So macam ah fuck, apa aku yeah. you know, subscribe to Spotify pun might as well just like download it from iTunes kape mm. and so yeah. That transition, okay. that will be the most difficult for me. The right. marketing part, like how do I stay relevant? Mm. How do we stay relevant? Right. Yeah. Okay, and then apart from music, you also double in acting, right? Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, my, that, I was not expecting you to that, ask that yeah, question. Yeah, there's, there's, 
There's one um, moment where you were. What what, what is it? A tele movie? Is it a drama? It's a tele movie. Tele movie. Tele movie and a movie. And a movie. Yeah. Mm. Wow. How was the whole <laughs> opportunity came oh to God. you? How did um, it came to you? And how's the coping? And I I guess your your husband is also a theatre actor. Yes. So yes. that's where you you get to get some. Itunjo uh, aja tips from him or no, not really? <laughs> no, not at all. I I acted in those things first before he became full, a full time theater actor. Oh. full time part time theater actor. Um, how I got the first acting gig in a way, it's a it was a telemovie right? Come on, hey orang kita. It's a musical. It's a musical drama sort of, and I was like uh, an abused wife. Mm. In a way, uh, so I do macam buka makeup makeup semua tu kan. Um, they audition for people. I don't know why I went for that audition. I think because uh, uh, my name was suggested to Redcom, so they just like call me. Hey, are you what, are you interested in this? And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna read the script. I'm, okay, I'll just go lah saja, cause I need money. Mm. Um, so I went and then I got the part. Uh, ada lagi tiga orang, Talita, Talita Tan, mm. Christian Palencia. And Raja Shahiran. So we uh, all four of us got got the parts, and basically throughout the it was it was originally a web series. It's like a ten minute a seasonal web series. So mm. what to kita buat tu ada empat episod je, and each episode ada lagu-lagu yang kita nyanyi. Like everyone will sing one song. Mm. And then ada satu lagu ni kita nyanyi dua orang kan. And then um, Astro picked it up and then made it into a telemovie. Mm. So the instead of it being the second season, it's a macam a telemovie and it's habis kat situ. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was my experience and I hated every second of it. <laughs> I hated everything about acting. Macam, Damn. what the fuck? <laughs> Why did I agree to this? So but we had some days what to telemovie go. Telemovie was most intense because we had to shoot, you know, four episodes in three days, couple less than a week. Hmm. Which is crazy sebab dia akan call time pukul 6 pagi, balik pukul 3 pagi. Mm. And then repeat the cycle for a few days. I, I cannot. I that's cannot do this. That's the thing you hate about it the most. Lah. That's the thing. I think the thing I hate about it the most is not satisfying. Not getting one take. Macam one take wonder. Yeah. Not getting that. Because I feel like kalau aku tak dapat take ni dengan betul, I'm going to menyusahkan shit ton amount of people mm. like the production the director so like ah oh, that frustrates me yeah. not you know satisfying their needs lah basically mm. yeah that's what I hate the most about acting the hours are macam I can fill up the hours with naps or reading a book yeah I mean Tapi, it's such long hours though. Six yeah long three, hours so long almost 24 hours eh? but macam waktu tu yang borak-borak lah borak-borak dengan orang borak-borak dengan crew macam eh korang apa tu nak tengok korang apa suka, like suka menyebut kan but also Yeah, like I can fill up the time. Just you know, when on, on camera to much. I need to get this shit right. Yeah. Tak, nanti benda ni lagi panjang. Yeah. So, so you obviously have have sort of leave your dreams and attempting everything that that came came across, macam macam music hmm. and then um, being independent and also acting, right? So the, the whole purpose of this podcast is actually help. The listeners or whoever um, stumble upon this to find their purpose, lah. Mm. You know, for someone who is struggling to find meaning in their life, and what do you think? What do you think they should do to like 
Macam instead of spending 60,000 ringgit hmm. to go to college Just because like you just want to uh, make your parents happy hmm. What would like let's say a 21 year old do To actually find meaning I mean it's a little bit deep Tapi macam Macam that's the first step to 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 getting started Macam to live Meaningfully You know what I mean Because ramai orang macam just I hate my life But then I'm wasting so much money In time Doing something that I don't like Right What I can say to People who Those who are in Sekolah menengah Is To discover your passion Right now Because If you notice macam Orang yang A lot of people A lot of musicians Like In US Or Europe Apa semua They have conservatoires Conservatory Conservatoires Which is A music conservatory Music conservatory Sorry So basically They get to learn Like music um, In depth During sekolah menengah And habis that, That's why they have High school diploma Sebab um, uh, My friend told me Macam Um Diorang ada the advantage of learning those things mm. The music ke apa kan any, any field They have Once they earn Once they got their high school diploma Bila diorang pergi Berkeley or apa Diorang tak payah Belajar apa yang kita belajar sekarang So Malaysia is actually macam A bit behind when it comes to Education mm. uh, And sebab waktu kita sekolah menengah All we focused on was Maths, science And you don't have macam You don't have the means At school To learn Music ke arts In detail Betul yeah. lah yeah. uh, So the best way to do it Is right now Because Sekolah menengah Walaupun rasa macam You don't have free time You have shit ton of free time When you go to uni When you work That's when you like I don't have free time I regret my decision mm. So for the 21 year olds um, It's never too late Still lah um, For you to Juggle Juggle things I think my My, my advice would be Whatever Contohnya kan You don't like doing law So you decided to Okay aku tak nak buat law Aku nak buat benda lah ni Whatever that benda lah is That is your true passion And you should go Deeper into it mm. Macam like When I was doing Electronic engineering Instead of doing my assignment I r- Just campak everything And then grab a guitar And then record it write, Wrote a new song Record Upload to YouTube Wow. Uh, I ran to that No matter what So you felt the connection You uh. felt the need To, to yes. the pull uh, sort uh. Of. People say it's a hobby mm. But to me it's not That is your mm. That is what your body Or your mind is telling you I really love this I should do this By the time By the time you're at A certain age In life I think you already have Enough savings For you to just Stop mm. And move on to next Because that's what Liana Fizi did She quit her job And then she did music Um, but there's also Macam a lot of late bloomers mm. Macam Ah Han Solo apa nama dia? Han Solo uh, ha- Har- Harrison Ford Ah, yeah. Harrison Ford yeah. Harrison Ford Was a carpenter Until he was 40 Yeah Yeah Before he get You know Before he get to act And there a bunch of other people Who started late Later in life Yasmin Ahmad started uh, Directing films She was in her 40s mm. uh, So there's always You know you's, You are never too late If you're 21 Macam you're still early You're 21 You're 30 pun you're still early As long as you're not dead mm. You know you're, It will be too late When you're dead Do you think hmm. um, One one creative should focus On one task Rather than being The jack of all trade Master of none 
should you should you focus mm. like pour in like let's say ten thousand hours of mm. effort in like mm. one specific um, endeavors mm. instead of going all over the place, you know, because that's to achieve mastery. Uh. Mm. Do you think it's important? Um, like, no, I don't think it's important because yeah. me personally, I don't. I'm a master of none. Okay, <laughs> I'm literally a master of none yeah, because you're, you're 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 master of your craft, I guess. No, but you not even not yet, not even. Not yet. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't say so. Um, yeah, I'm still a master of none because I'm right now my my head is all over the place. I'm I designed the uh, I designed the uh, my my band's website, which mm. I'm all the gamba design for semua tu. I did I did it on my own and then um buat music video lah record video and then edit then producing music writing and I'm also learning macam 12 languages on Duolingo now <laughs> so it's wow. it's so fun it's so fun so I'm just like jumping from one thing to another because my short attention my attention span is very short mm. um yeah I think like you interviewed uh, Natasha Saiful she does shit ton of things yeah um, but based on macam her Instagram apa semua tu dia you know she's everywhere all the time mm. faham tak macam she doesn't just focus on one thing at a time and it's okay like you just dedicate like this month I'm just gonna do music next month I'm gonna do photography next month I'm gonna do uh, choreography and that macam nah I think what why I do that personally why I'm a master of none and I prefer to be a master of none because I like taking inspirations from other fields bringing it into what I do mm-hmm. in music contohnya macam I learn about uh, quantum theory you know the nth dimension multi-dimension apa jadah semua tu and then just drag it into my writings music apa and that is that is how I get influenced lah. Mm. Uh, if I don't get influenced, macam I don't have a lot of love story. I don't have a lot of heartbreaks. Like my husband is literally my second boyfriend, <laughs> and terus kawin dah malak fikir. Uh. So I don't have those stories. So might as well make stories from creatures from the nth dimension, you know, from the 15th dimension, those kind of things. And it helps in, you know, macam opening up your perspective to more things like how. The other fields do it. Even knitting, contohnya kan. There are certain way to knitting that you can just apply to organize mm. your music. Uh, that kind of thing. That's why I prefer to be a master of none. Right. Do you think um, you take your your music seriously, like to the to the point where mm. um, it re- it revolves around your life, like whatever you say on your lyrics mm. represents who you actually are. Do you think you are at that point, or macam you can separate? Art and life. Mm, I'm not sure if it, if you can separate art and life. Art is basically the expression of life. The reaction that you you express upon experiencing life, mm. like artists, like how they draw. It's based on what they felt from reading something or from watching something or from their personal, you know, dark past couple. Mm. So there's no way to separate art from life. But how I like, macam most of my songs, like I wrote. There's a song called Seri Luka. That song is about incestuous rape. Mm. It's not about me, but I read a few articles about, macam you know, Pachi Rogul Ana, Dato Rogul Chuchu, that kind of thing. And it's just like, I need to get this emotion out, so I need to write a song so that 
everything flows into the song and I can just move on. Mm. So yeah. And then for every musician, because um, I'm, I heard you mentioned yesterday, I was at your workshop, right? You mentioned always let it out, always release your music, don't keep it. Yeah. What, what's the philosophy behind that, if you don't mind sharing? Mm. Yeah. This philosophy is a toilet philosophy. It's going to be a bit disgusting. <laughs> Guys, sorry. <coughs> but it's it's true lah. Macam, contoh ya, you have to buang air besar kan. If you don't, Sembelit, betul lah. Yeah. And it's going to be much more difficult for you to get it out. Yeah. So like you're not, when you feel like it has to go out, it has to go out. Dia kena keluarkan juga. Even macam when you don't like it, but you have to run to the toilet, have to find the nearest toilet, run to the toilet, do your thing, and then move on with your life. Mm. The important thing is to move on with your life. And macam, um, I, I told them juga semalam, like, yes, your first work is going to be shit. It's definitely going to be shit. But you have to put it out so that you can move on and learn from that shit. Okay, I did... Um, patutnya uh, gitar ni bunyi dia lagi tajam. So I'm going to fix that in the next song. There's always something that needs fixing. You know, what? no matter what you do, there's always need fixing. And ada semalam orang tanya macam, when do you know that your song is perfect or dah siap? And I told them, I never know that. What I feel like I just put out And then contohnya macam with TVS, the band uh, Kita orang, we just put out our songs And then we fix it during live performances mm. So, you know, all our live performances From one one to the other, there's always something different There's always something changing Dia tak pernah macam benda yang sama main, tak ada right. It's always changing And sebab kita orang suka main-main tau mm. So, we, uh, I, I encourage them to main-main and to experiment And just to bring that on stage or during practice And benda tu yang seronok ah to yeah. us. So bila kita practice macam ada benda yang boleh main-main. Garung-garut yeah. semua tu. And then the, uh. the 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 you guys have the unique um, starting point where you can use anything to make music. Yeah. Right? Like like pill, hmm. <laughs> some mentos, yeah. sugar. Uh. Where, where do you get the inspiration from? You think? Um, I got it from YouTube musicians early on back in 2007-8 Um, Julia Nunes, Natalie Dawn. Pomplemus, you know Pomplemus? Pomplemus. Uh, sorry, sorry uh, I know, I know Mister Guitar Man. Yeah, Mister Guitar, Guitar Man. So like gang-gang tu yeah, lah, yeah, yang yeah. diorang pakai. Especially Julia Nunes lah. Okay. Julia Nunes sebab waktu tu she was in college, mm. and like I can relate to her age lah, and mm. and dia pakai like botol air, dia pakai bantal. Damn. Cause she doesn't have, you know, you're in a college room, you don't have drum set in there, yeah, yeah. so just like use whatever you have, and that sort of like. Tell me that I don't need a drum set to to play this. I don't need an actual instrument, but hmm. I just need my voice and a recording device. That's it. That's the most minimal that I can go. And a song doesn't have to have instruments, but it just can be your voice. Yeah. Yeah. So that means there's no excuse for musicians or wannabe aspiring musicians to wannabe aspiring. Yeah, to to record okay. and create. Oh shit, the audience. Ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to to record. Um, oh, ya Allah. Yeah. Jadi that audience. Wow. <laughs> there's no excuses for people to like say they don't have the instrument to record. Yeah. They don't mm. have the equipment to record yes. anymore, right? Especially everything's just around you. Yeah, especially like in this day and age mm. where there's shit ton of free music apps on your phone and you are always on your phone and I'm always on my phone macam instead of you know stalking other people on Instagram might as well 
write music, you mm. know, compose music on my phone. Like Steve Lacey, which I showed yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Steve Lacey, he produced everything on his phone, on his iPhone. So no matter where he is, he doesn't need a laptop, he doesn't need a studio, he doesn't need a physical instrument. He can just do everything on his phone. Yeah. yeah. It's much, much easier. Cuma because of that, there are, you know, volume. You have to fight with the volume. Mm. So much. It's a, it's a bottleneck industry sort of. Like you have to, in what do you have to do in order to stand out? Because everyone is doing music. Yeah, uh. they have the unique selling point, the yes. attention lah, sort of, ha, right? Ha. Tu okay. yang orang dah start main with macam visuals. Mm. Uh, like yeah. how you present yourself, yeah. brand yourself. Music videos uh, and all Billie that. Macam Billie Eilish. Yeah. Uh. Damn, she's young, right? She's like she's seven, super six, young. 16, 17. 16, 17. Yeah. So at the end of the day, right, with your music career, how do you want the world to remember you as... Takara Suiko Like macam The You know Oh man This This may sound Arrogant <laughs> uh, But I would like To be remembered As the person Who Destroyed The music industry And rebuild it Damn uh, Especially like Malaysia lah Yeah Yeah That was That was the first thing That I said On national TV When I was interviewed By 8TV Bila I, I released the a two e- two song EP with two song single EP with the weekend. I won the record uh, the weekend recording fund, the first recording fund. Mm. And then TV interviewed me. Chum, what are your dreams? What are your goals? And I was like, I would like to destroy the music industry <laughs> and dominate the world. That's what I said. Yeah. It's like, and then I I never went back to it. But now I'm like, that is actually a great idea. I guess you're already moving towards that direction. I try to. I <laughs> hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where I flip the script and let you ask me any one or two questions that you have on top of your mind. Hmm. We'll give you like a breather and let you ask a question this time. Anything oh. that you're curious about, yeah. How do you select your interviewees? Um, the people, I, the souls that I think have hmm. um, something smart to share. Hmm. Like they, they, it's not so much about the achievements, hmm. but more of their understanding mm-hmm. towards their craft or, or, or their life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. so the approach, the the first thing is like the people who have managed to pass through certain obstacles mm-hmm. and they defy all odds and also they are unique, they are in their own lane. That's oh. what attracts me the most. Uh. If you're on your own lane, then you mm. got my attention. Uh. Mm. That's what I think lacks is that everyone is just trying to be mm. like everyone. Like mm. what sells, what's, what doesn't sell and all that. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, if you could have a cup of coffee with any dead musician from the past, who would mm. it be, and what kind of conversation would you have with them? I don't drink coffee. I drink okay. tea, but I would like to. Oh man, I wouldn't. Not really musician lah. Okay. Poet. What I can think of right <laughs> now is Dali, Salvador wow, Dali. Shit. Yeah, because he's a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> but because of that, I want to know, chum, why. Why do you do all these things? Must be fun. Yeah. Do you have any... Oh, that, that's the conversation that you have with him like, over... It's, it's going to be like, a, you know, hours on end punya conversation. Cuma, I would just like, ask him random shit lah. Like how... I think how I learn about other people is when, just when you ask them simple things. So, what? How, how are you? What do you do? Oh, okay. Because how they answer things. Yeah. Is the the beautiful part of how they show themselves? Mm. Cool. 
Before I go to the last question, mm. who do you think I should uh, I should feature next on Hello Hello Kopi Kimilo podcast? When I was watching uh, some of your interviews yesterday, uh. I was thinking you should interview Diane Trisha. Seriously? Because you know yeah. why? She's a hard-working motherfucker. <laughs> you guys heard that? <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. is. She is. And I always have this love-hate relationship with her. Like I disagree, I strongly disagree with a lot of her choices, musical choices mm. before this. Mm. But when she start putting out like brutal, if I, much like, oh shit, she's going somewhere, and she's like, she has the money to go to US, like you know, lima juta kali. Yeah. So and and she's like producing music videos there, like working with producers there. So she's no, definitely following the route of Yuna, I think. But no? basically, Ella, she had to pave her own path. Mm. Yuna was approached by a label there. Yeah. She had to go and find a publicist or a label or whatever. And she had to produce her own shit. All the songs that she did was like, she pre- she paid for it from her own pocket money, which she had. Lah. Mm. Uh, so like knowing her thought process and especially how she organized things. Because what to do when she was studying, she got Dean's list. I stalk her so often. It's this so is it's so toxic. Yes, oh, Dan I know everything about her. <laughs> um um dear she got Dean's list. At the same time she was acting and putting up music. What was she studying though? Business management. Oh cool. Uh, she had to ambit chuti sebulan from lectures. Yet she still gets Dean's list. Mm. I'm like, fuck! I cannot do that. Yeah. There's no way on earth I'm, I can do that. Kalau dah cuti sebulan, cuma mampu sekawah. Aku dah repeat semester, repeat tahun, and but she does that, and it's crazy. Mm. So lepas dia habis kerja, eh, lepas dia habis study, all the time that was spent on studying was spent on developing her career. Mm. And I want to know how she does it. And sebab most of the questions that journalists tanya. Like mainstream journalist tanya is very basic and boring. Doesn't dig up anything. Doesn't dig. Yeah, and yeah. I need that. You didn't uh, full. I want that <laughs> in full, uncut version, raw. Okay. Okay. But also, I think any any actors ah, mm. any Malaysian actors that that didn't ha- don't have the opportunity to delve into their work, mm. Fazura ke Diana Daniel, because I think Diana Daniel is a it's a super interesting human being. Cuma the journalist make the actors dumb because yeah. of the question that they ask yeah, and the time the, given most of the time they don't ask anything that is they, they ask surface level question and hmm. personal life question yes they, that's, what, that's ha. what they macam uh, saya nampak awak dengan mamat tu hari yeah, tu macam yeah. apa cerita kan that kind of thing <laughs> like fuck no I want to know like how she does her work yeah yeah uh, that's what I want in depth macam round table eh. Hollywood reporter punya round table mm. that that is what I want okay from you from, <laughs> yeah. from anyone really yeah, yeah. but Diane Trisha okay yeah. Diane Trisha one last advice from you the 29 years um, old Takahara Suiko to her 15 years young Takahara Suiko like in in, in a global sense Oof. like life mm. advice that mm. you give to yourself mm. to your 15 year old self mm. what would it be um, maybe musically maybe life maybe um, but men <laughs> When, um, I would tell her You have to be uh, When you go to uni When you're in Japan You have to be more brave You have to ask questions Without worrying about the consequences 
Yeah, because when when you worry about the consequences too much, that's when you don't ask the questions that you need to know the answer to. Mm. So ask questions, learn how to ask questions without worrying about the consequences, because that is the the most important part of learning anything, anything at all. Learning about life, learning about a new field, knitting. You mm. know, you have to ask questions. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much for inspiring us. Your your DIY approach has shown us that anything <laughs> in life is possible. You yeah. know, you, you, you are the first human being on planet Earth that made made made, made me feel like making music is fun. You know, yeah. seeing you, you, you always like maybe you don't know me, but I feel mm. like I know you because of your social media presence. You're you're always making music, your Insta stories and all that. Thank and you so to much. me, Takara Suiko is a is a fucking legend. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So much. Yeah, Ab- oh no. Ableton for life. Uh, now know. I have now I have to die <laughs> because I'm a legend. So really. hello hello, copy ke Milo? So Milo. Milo. Wow, that's a good one. Alright, thank you so thank much. You, thank you so much. That was a great one. Okay, enjoy your yeah. your session with them. I feel like it's a bit rushed, but yeah, I'm sorry. That was a good one. Thank you. Okay, thank you, thank you. Was it an hour? Was it more? An hour. An hour. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Don't interview Dayan. Okay. Hello, hello, Kopi Kamilo podcast. Hello, Kopi Kamilo podcast. Hello, Kopi Kamilo podcast.